Episode number 319 million. Not quite. We'll get there, though. We'll get there, because we're going to keep coming to you every Thursday. In the year 2222. Yeah, we probably won't make it to that. <laughs> I'll be lucky if I make it to episode 419 at this point, man. I'm falling apart. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me. We are here at the beautiful, esteemed mm-hmm. Casa de Cold Coffee. It is a gorgeous May afternoon, 95 degrees, but... It's warming up. It is warming up. It's <laughs> it's warming up. Okay, so listen, I always tell you guys, April and October is the absolute best, right? May starts to get a little warm, but we do have a cool front coming through. It's supposed to get a little breezy oh, tonight. 89. Exactly. It's going to go to like 89, 88. We got a little breeze coming through. So May starts to get a little warm. You know, June, July, it starts to get a little hot, and then I will admit, every year about August, I'm like... I can't take it anymore. It's hot. I can't, I can't it's hot. It. But but we don't have to do the snow. I know you're a, a, a man that grew up up north and had to deal mm-hmm. with shoveling driveways and Sleep, and uh, yeah, ice, dealing with that kind of snow, stuff, like trying to cold. navigate roads. So cold outside, you can't feel your feet. You can't feel your nuts. I used to walk to uh, work or I'd walk to school, and it would get so cold, and your face would just be frozen. Your nose is frozen. You're just going through the sleet, and you're just like, oh, let me just get there. And then it'd be so cold, like you couldn't feel like from your waist down. So then <laughs> you'd feel things. I'm like, I could literally could piss myself right now, and I wouldn't feel it. But then I'd be like, but maybe then I would because then I'd warm up. And then I'm like... Yeah, I Should they, I? I think they make like thermal <laughs> pants. I, I, I know, do, but do those, you did just, you ever consider those? You just, I mean, it's just part. You're just so used to the day, and plus the weather changes. The, the the joke was always like, you know, you go outside, look at the weather, give it 15 minutes, and it'll change. Right. Because you know, it could be sunny, and then next thing you know, it's it's rainy, and then next thing you know, the sun's back out, and then there's a a, a snow front that comes through later in the evening. So you just get used to it. I mean, if if you, every day you had to know that you had to put on like thermals or whatever, even in the winter, it just you just that's soft. That's what they do up north in Michigan because they're they're not quite as tough as us down in Ohio. We just take it to where we can't feel our nuts and we just bear it. <laughs> we just don't care. We just walk through the snow and you're like, I could be pissing myself right now and I couldn't even tell, but that's okay. Have they thought about that as like a state slogan like Ohio, <laughs> where sometimes you can't feel your nuts. <laughs> We are the Buckeye State. I mean, the Buckeye is a nut, right? (laughs) The Buckeye is a nut. (laughs) Maybe that's the meaning. There's layers to this that we didn't even know about. The, the governor is going to call up and he's like, I was listening to the latest uh, podcast and I was thinking, let's just change the slogan. (laughs) And I want you on the team. I want you on the team. I'm like, I got ideas. I got ideas. I'm seeing, I'm seeing it already, man. It's it's Ohio, where sometimes you can't feel your, and then instead of the, put the word, they just put like the Buckeye nut the Buckeye. right there. I mean, what, we, it's done. It's it's. It's done. I tell you, you know what? I only lived. In, Governor, send me that check. I only lived you in Ohio for a year, but I will say the one thing that I that I hate about living in cold weather was like, um, just the sludge that you would take in from the outside, like oh, trying yeah. to keep like your entryway and stuff. Is I mean, I know this sounds like. Super first world problems, but yeah. yeah, like it's just you're just tracking in stuff. It's yeah. just constantly dirty and in you, your and house. You get and there's times there's like whole big just gaps of time where it's just gray skies. I'm, I'm sure people yes. overseas and we always joke out even our our boys Simon and those guys overseas in London were like, isn't it always gray and rainy over there? There would literally be months uh, around the mm-hmm. winter time where it's just gray, but. 
you would get to the point where you're like, there's the sunny version of gray, and then there's the gray version of gray. So you're like, oh, I think the sun's out today. And you're like, I don't see it. But you're like, well, look at the the gray is a little <laughs> a bit lighter. lighter. It's a lighter, it's gray. a lighter gray. There's a sun up there somewhere, you know. <laughs> it's definitely up there, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no, I don't miss cold weather. I don't miss all that other stuff. But, you know, there is something about as it gets into uh, football season, there's something about – Going and you know when you, get, when you chill in the air, you get a little drink in your hand, a, a drink in the other hand, and then you're watching some football and it's cold, but you're just like, there's just that whole group like we're tougher this, we can do this, and there's just something about watching people just smashing each other, scoring points and cheering that you you forget the cold, and there's like this just group collective where you're just like yes. It takes a tough son of a bitch to to do this here, you know. We always would joke because everybody's like, oh, down in Florida, they got the fast guys, they got the whatever. And we're like, yeah, but we got the motherfuckers that are tough up here. Legit, man. I love it. I'm uh, sure you got to go to games there, right? It, yeah, and when I worked for a house, I had the best seat in the house. I'd either be on the shoe, right? I'd be on this, yeah, at the, at the shoe, at the yeah. Shoe, yeah. I'd be either How shoot, many people? Um, I'd, at max, around, around roughly 110,000. I think they, I think they, uh, either boost it up and it just depends like the biggest show that i ever when i was there so i would either be shooting on the field or i would direct uh the big screen that you would see that up on the jumbotron and one of my claim to fame my, my proudest moments when they uh took on usc i was the director and td so i was picking the cameras calling the shots for the ufc the usc event and i think that's what at the time it set the record for the largest attendance there at like ohio state like what's his name will ferrell was there in the crowd and like everybody came it was like a, that's awesome you know two powerhouse teams playing because we didn't play US, usc that often it was just like one of those off conference right. matches or whatever but it was one of the most intense thing and seeing being anywhere with that many people uh cheering you know you see how uh a a, a, a ufc fight with fifteen thousand people in a close thing when you're in a stadium when when they're loud when it's over a hundred thousand i think that's i think that's why incredible i think that's why i'm so interested in asking you right now because we've let we've lived without crowds for so long yeah that like having that crowd back in jacksonville it felt so special now i'm thinking about you being in a a stadium which i thought was a hundred thousand i'm like man that must have been pretty 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 intense i mean and, and like the the being on the ground on the field was always hallowed ground for us as well, you know. So like, as a as a student, and then eventually as like an employee, being on that field, and being uh, surrounded by that many people that were just cheering, and even when opponents were getting in there cheering, just the loud noise. It was it was probably one of the most awesome things for a sports spectator to yeah. be on that hallowed ground, and then with a, a crowd that was just losing their mind. Um, it gives me chills. I get goosebumps when I still think about it. It's, it was probably awesome. it was what it was. Definitely what was one of the highlights of, like, going to school. I was a theater major, but when I transitioned into doing, like, uh, videography stuff and doing, like, all the sports stuff, it was that work with the athletic department doing all that stuff that eventually opened up the doors to, to – and I know I'm sorry, I probably said this before, but opened up the doors to get the job with the UFC that right. brought me out here and got me immersed in the MMA world, you know. So it was all – Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> well, listen, this is a busy week of uh, MMA, but before you do that, I will say, uh, enjoying a few frosty beverages as we normally do on a Thursday yes. afternoon, we have switched over to the award-winning and traditional beverage of the MMA Roadshow, the award-winning Pass Blue Ribbon. But mm-hmm. we started mm-hmm. out with 
a little bit of our favorite, a little bit of latchkey brewing. I found I had a little bit tucked away in the refrigerator that I wasn't so uh, well aware that I had, so I brought it over. We started with that. got hidden behind, like, the vegetables and carrots Oh, and yeah, stuff. all my salad, my, my all food your salad prep. stuff. Yeah, yeah, my salad, you know, my food <laughs> prep that I do every week where I get my get my salads all chopped the up. Quinoa and, stuff, oh, the quinoa stuff, you know. The quinoa, the asparagus in there. You, you know, it. I mean, you know, I didn't, didn't even see that beer back there. How about that? Um, <laughs> no, I think it was tucked behind, like, some chicken wings or something. But anyway, um... Yeah, so I just want to give a shout out to our to our boy Anthony Beach, who we're going to be seeing down in Houston uh, next week for USC yes. 262. I'm excited. We started with the Dreamer, which that's why I think both of us are feeling a little good right now because Daydreaming. I love the Latchkey Brewing, and, and we started out with the Dreamer. And I've already written uh, one motto uh, sales pitch <laughs> for uh, for the state, <laughs> of Ohio state of Ohio now. Now I want to throw this one out there. Now this Uh-oh. this is going to a very specific audience member in Anthony Beach. So I'll go ahead and share it with everybody. <laughs> Oh, we know we're good friends with, with Latchkey Brewing. They've they've got this the Dreamer, which you can buy in a beautiful package now. You the can, can see is pretty cool. Good looking pack, but I think it needs its own jingle. Uh oh. Okay. And so what you got? What you got? You know, it's the Dreamer. It's an IPA. It's a crisp, dry, easy drinking with nice citrus and floral notes. Wow. It's very similar to a great <laughs> song, but I just, I think it's so unique that I can't even remember yeah, what the just, other one kinda, is. I was just kind of, it was a riff that just kind of came off the top huh. of my head. I mean, huh. uh, we, we, in fact, it's catchy. You know, we probably need to move to trademark it real I, quick. What if I start, I can, I can get on the piano, I can do like a, a oh. dun 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 uh, See, we need to go into the other studio. <laughs> we got we to permanently relocate into, into, into yeah, the I just think if we had like a piano intro for that, it would really, really work. <laughs> I, but I'm just riffing, I'm just riffing, I'm just riffing. I'm on my way. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be a great line that to add in there. That would be the next part of a great line to, to put go buy some latchkey. Yeah. I like it. All right. So you just have to make sure you stay in key, you know, but we'll get there. <laughs> wow. It's, it's become known as latch off key. <laughs> there it is. Latch off key brewing, courtesy of John Morgan. All right, listen. Great week of MMA, man. The kind that I love. PFL is going on right now as we're sitting down to record. Bellator is on Friday. UFC is on Saturday. So many fights to talk about. So, of course, you know exactly where we're going to start. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Yes, the, the only fight. <laughs> The fight you know you want. <laughs> the fight that you know you want to talk about. Cold coffee. All right. I mean, this is literally kind of all unfolded as we sat down and enjoyed our dreamer and started getting set. Uh, shout out to Danny Segura, who, by the way, was scheduled to be off today, but uh, sucked one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh oh. Let me start that one over. Danny Segura, who was <laughs> off today, but he was sucking <laughs> what? But was willing you to know work extra. He's a dreamer. <laughs> was and willing his to mind work extra gone. and went to the uh, the the. Uh, we wouldn't say a pre-fight press conference. I guess the on-sale press conference or whatever. The fight's in June, so about about a month out. Um, fight did break out. If you haven't seen it, go to the MMA Junkie YouTube channel. Go to MMA Junkie. You can see Danny Segura. By the way, shout out to Danny Segura rolling solo. He was. He he was he was there by himself doing video, and basically Jake Paul walked up and started getting into it. Floyd Mayweather and 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 snatched his hat, took the hat right How off of his head. How dare you, son! And of course that you know ignited a melee, 
and Danny did his best to, to tape what he could. We got, we, we got a couple shots of the floor, but I'll, I'll pass. It was a little bit crazy. Yeah. But then he turned around, he turned the camera around, and it was like roving reporter, and he was he was giving like a play-by-play of what was happening, and then he went back to cameraman. So I saw lots of feet. I saw lots of feet, and then there were these tall people in front of me, <laughs> and then I saw a hacket grab, and then, and then a fight broke out. Did you just make a short joke? No, I didn't. Okay. I, I was talking about how his camera was low. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. feet. <laughs> Why you got to make it a short joke? All right, thing? so anyway, <laughs> Danny Segura did a great job, and he's not short at all, so we definitely didn't make any kind of joke like that. So did a great job uh, and, and, and captured all of it, but just chaos erupted, and, and, and clearly it became the biggest story of the day, the most viewed everything. Yeah. It's Where blowing was that? up. Uh, like it a- was at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. The, the okay. big, yeah, the big yeah. stadium. Um, I, look. It's so weird because, like, on the one hand, it seems dumb to talk about this because I feel like the whole fight is dumb. But on the other hand, it's awesome. how can you not talk about it? Like, yeah. how can you not say, and I got to say, look, if, if, if Floyd Mayweather is taking this thing seriously, which he did seem very seriously pissed off. He did oh, not yeah. seem to find the humor in the situation. Kill that motherfucker. I think he will Kill go out there and beat the piss out of, out of Logan Paul. He should. Um, he's he's now, severely undersized, but he he's is severely, severely overskilled when it comes to boxing. But he is severely undersized. And if we saw what happened with Ben, Ben was a good bit shorter mm-hmm. than Jake, you know. And then, you know, but obviously – Floyd is not going to make the same mistake Jake did, or um, that Ben did, and just kind of walk forward it right into right. that overhand, right? You know, but holy cow, you cannot you cannot take away the fact that this he, the guy's like two weight classes above oh, him. It's insane. There's, I don't even know I, what the weight know, difference is. I, to be honest with you, I I don't know what the weight class is supposed to be, what the weight is going to be. He looks like he's thirty. 30 or forty. Pounds I would agree. Bigger. They faced off, and they are not even the same size it's human being. Ridiculous. So, but so. I find the, the I find the fight ridiculous. Like there, to me, I just don't see how Floyd Mayweather doesn't just absolutely wax him. I mean, I didn't see a way for Conor McGregor to beat Floyd Mayweather. Like yeah. going into that, I was like ninety nine point nine nine. You know, in a fight, anything can happen. Yeah. I don't mean this is any disrespect to Conor McGregor, but I just thought, hey man, this is not his realm. This is not his sport. This is yeah. not what he does. In the same way that if Floyd Mayweather ever stepped into an octagon, he would get absolutely destroyed. Yeah. We know that. This seems so painfully obvious and evident to me, but people are going to talk about this. This is gonna, they are should. These, are these? Are, I mean, these Paul guys. We take them as idiots. I, I saw a, a, a link in our, our chat that they're already selling hats that say "Gotcha Hat" because he went and got his hat and said "Gotcha Hat." They're already uh, selling these. "Gotcha Hat" hats. Well, I'm sure they're they just, have. I'm I mean, sure they have their own buddies that would buy their shit anyways well, and rep it because but are these guys i mean we, we take them for idiots are they actually more genius than we want to give them credit for i mean they're, they're definitely laughing all the way to the bank yeah and which is nothing wrong with that but i mean at least with this one it has it it's not like it's like oh it's our guy against this youtuber it's it's a boxing guy against them you know this youtube guy but it's just two guys making money but I'm intrigued by it just because I I think it's at this point it's just a fun spectacle. I mean I have no horse in the race. I don't care if boxing wins or if the YouTuber wins in this one. I just want to see a, a decent, at least fun enough fight. But same thing with like when Connor fought him, the first couple of rounds where Connor was doing everything he could to throw everything he could, and Floyd just sitting back, just like wear yourself out, wear yourself out, gave us that little inkling of like oh my goodness, Floyd he's just kind of shook. Look at him, he's not defending himself. And then get get past that whatever the third round or whatever. And it's like oh wait no yeah, never mind he was just he was, play, he was playing it on. He was actually just 
being uh, being coy no, and just I, not doing it. I, I think I, look, but that, that also that was a Floyd from years ago. Oh yeah, like how long ago was that fight? Was that two thousand seventeen? Four years. You know, four years of just kind of chilling. You know, so. And this is a young Keeping like. Keeping in mind that he doesn't drink, he doesn't, he doesn't party, drink, so he I mean, does and he still does do some training. But Logan is a young dude that's he's pretty. We're well, seriously talking about this like it's a real fight. Well, I mean, it's going to be a real boxing match. It doesn't mean it's going to be a show of great skill on both sides. I mean, but it is going to be. I mean, these are two guys that are not going to go out there, and they're not going to fake it. I mean, right. they're going to. Oh give no, everything. no, you're so, right. I, mean, I shouldn't say fight. that. I shouldn't say it's yeah. Yeah, you're I mean, right. like it's a fight. I think what people you know when they think of you know what's going to be a boxing you know they're thinking of two equally matched skilled guys going out there, you know, showing the what is it the sweet science or whatever. This, but I mean, I think. You know, Logan's going to go and put his effort to do whatever. And we know we're going to see something fantastic from Floyd. But the whole kind of fun, wacky part of it is he's going in there and fighting a giant compared to himself in terms of size. That is true. And, I mean, he, the kid's going to bring some power. You can't you can't dissuade that. I mean, and, and if Floyd plays stupid and and just is like, oh, just hit me. I just want to I just want to feel your power because I know I've taken some big shots. That could be the mistake that ends it all as well, you know. And then, gosh, can this you kid, imagine? This kid would be—that's the one that would, ends the streak. It would be so ridiculous, but it, but it is still a fight. I mean, but I'm intrigued by the fact that at this point, um, just even watching that little weird shit that happened earlier was just kind of funny, and it was just kind of, you know, I wanted, I was intrigued. I, I wanted to see Floyd's bodyguards beat the shit out of Jake <laughs> Paul, and then, then in my head, I'm like. Wow, you're kind of invested in this, you know. Yeah, and, and exactly, that's, that's and what it, I'm saying. It's like it, I can't even control it. At this I'm, point, I just want to see it. I agree, and that's what I'm kind of torn by. But I have, I think I've div- div- divested myself from the opinion of like, hey man, we got to worry about what's right for the sport and what's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it's okay, but it does feel a little bit weird because, like, obviously, I take this stuff seriously. Like, I, I I respect the hell out of these athletes that do what they do, and, and I see the sacrifices that are made. And there is something, to be honest, really shitty about knowing, like, we watch these men and women struggle to do something in the sport and yeah. barely make ends meet and barely make it by. And, I mean, you, you and I know – dozens and hundreds of athletes that it, that we've personally documented their struggle and then you see guys like this like the Paul brothers that come in and kind of make a mockery of the whole thing yep. and get filthy rich and on the one hand th- I think that's the part that's difficult right like I, I I am not to the point now where I go like oh we, we, we cannot have this in our sport I mean this is a very serious uh, endeavor right. that we're under no, it's entertainment, it's prize fighting, it, it, it's interesting. And I am interested because can you imagine, one of two things is going to happen. One, either Floyd is going to absolutely school the guy and it's going to be kind of fun to watch the dude get his ass kicked. Or the most shocking sporting thing you've ever seen in your life, the undefeated Floyd Mayweather is going to get dropped by essentially an amateur. You know what I mean? So it is intriguing yep. from that perspective. It, I just I feel, it's, it's, I feel almost guilty because I know how many athletes – will do this sport, dedicate their lives to it, and never come close to a, a whiff of the type of money that those guys sure. are to cash for this check. Sure. You know? And, but I'm certainly not going to hate on them for it. You know, if anything, I'm going to take some joy out of the fact that 
now it's the time for all the boxing media to lose their minds. Just like us MMA guys uh. were like so like, <laughs> this guy better beat the shit out of this YouTuber, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was taking it so personal and was taking it like, oh, my God, my honor is at stake here. I hope our champion shows up t for this event. You're so right. These guys are going to be You're losing so right. their mind. They're going to be saying every way, just like we're saying, like, this shouldn't happen any other way except for Floyd leaving early in the night with his hand raised or just toying with this with this kid. But I would love to, just knowing how I've covered boxing events, how some of the media drive me absolutely crazy, I'm going to take so much joy knowing from the fact that some of them are going to be absolutely, or probably already, oh, are yeah. losing their damn oh, yeah. minds on this. And when it comes to fight night, they're going to be losing as well. Um, not that I would ever hope that boxing takes a loss just like that, but I'm sure those motherfuckers said the same thing when we did it. <laughs> I'm sure they were hoping that the boxer would be, would beat the, the MMA guy, but I won't hold that against some of them. But it's nice to see it's cordial, though. It's, it's yeah. totally cordial. I love the guys. I love it. I love it. But, uh, you know, it's it's still it's fun. At this point, you're right. At, at some point, you know, you just got to check the brain out and just – Realize that it's fun. It's a, it's a spectacle, and in this time and age where you still got reality shows leading the charge on a lot of television stations, um, this sort of thing is that other fun level of like reality TV where you just get people that can put something together that's just wacky and outlandish, and somebody's gonna want to watch it. Yeah, you know. So at and and at that point, I just stopped denying myself the just to watch it because I'm never gonna be like. Oh, that's below me. I cover the, you know, the, the, you know, the sport where everybody gives their all, you know. And how dare I watch something else because that would be me cheating on them right. and not giving their for like, this is something completely separate from all that. And, right. and it's just, it's just a fun wacky shit. I watch wacky shit on YouTube or on the internet all the fucking time. Why not watch like one of the greatest boxers ever fight a guy that's made a huge career from just doing weird shit on YouTube and they somehow have put this into where they're both going to make millions from this fight. Insane. And I'm just like, good for you. God bless America. Good for good you, dude. <laughs> I, have, I have no problem at all. I mean, I hope Floyd goes out there and smashes on him, but honestly, um, the way that I see Logan carry himself, I've seen him in some of his videos and I'm like, wow, you're a complete asshole. But when I see him around his boxing stuff, he, he, he takes it more takes serious. It serious. I like that guy. I like the boxing right. guy, Logan Paul, but he's like, I don't really watch his YouTube stuff, so oddly enough, I, I don't hate the guy. I mean, I don't I hate either one of them, because I, I like what both the Paul brothers have been able to do for themselves. Um, when they when anybody becomes a character, sometimes you just got to like hate the character, but you can't hate the people behind the characters a lot of times. But honestly, when I, when I see Logan carry himself when it gets around the boxing stuff, I have respect, because I can tell he puts pure effort in it and the same mm. thing with jake jake put a lot of effort into training himself for it and you got to respect that um would i have liked it if the mma guy had whipped on him sure. of course but i'm not sad because ben made a hell of a lot of money jake made a good amount of money he gave us some clicks and views for the week so good on us and uh if this if people want to watch this of course we're going to try to cover what we can from this thing it's kind of outside of what we would normally do but i'm sure there will be some people that go to the junkie that would be like all right fuck it yeah i'll, I'll watch it we'll get a bunch there's there's always we'll get the a people bunch of that are like say like what are you doing why is this on well, an that's MMA what bugs site? me about junkie is is like you'll you'll get commenters like i just don't even understand why you guys are covering this 
which I would get if we weren't covering everything else too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like we have not covered anything Paul related, either one of them, at the sacrifice of something else. Like I said, Danny Segura today went on his day off. I mean, he's scheduled off today. He went and worked on his day off to bring content to the site. We still had uh, – we've got live PFL coverage going on right now. We have we have uh, Nolan King on site for Bellator. Bellator. Obviously, you and I are going to cover the UFC. So it's like – we still got everything. Yeah, it's bro. not like we're skipping the UFC or, or like an MMA event to cover this. But yeah. if we're able to do it, and it's it's still a combat sport. Boxing is still a combat sport. Mm-hmm. You know, while you know all the elitists would say, you know, the striking that happens in MMA is not boxing. Bro, come on, it's still a combat sport, and it's still fun at the end of the day. Um, it's just fun. You yep. know, like lighten up, like I agree. Just soak it in. Can't take it. Yeah, can't take it all too market. serious. Life's too. Life's too short, man. To be. It can be part of the market, and I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'd like I said, the the, the the sad part of me is just or the part that makes me sad is just knowing how much money they're going to make versus so many guys and gals that won't ever have a chance to to take a paycheck like that. But that's just reality. That's capitalism. I know a lot right, of people man. that work in our field that make a lot more money than the rest of us. You know, but I'm also not going to be hateful on those guys either. You know, good on them, good on anybody that is able to kind of carve something out. You know, you think about all the brick and mortar stores, you know, all the Mm. brick and mortar restaurants, but then somebody starts up a food truck and the food truck does really well and they start making money hand over fist and things are going well. You know, I'm not going to feel bad that that guy is possibly taking business away from, you know, this nice big steakhouse over here if if he's grinding and they're doing their work. These guys are out there grinding. They're doing their work. You can't fault them for being able to set something up. Good on them. If anything else, if, if there's any sort of inspiration or some sort of way uh, that you could take it to do your, your thing, then do it. And that's why all the fighters now are like, I'll do a crossover. I'll do whatever. And... I'm going to reach out to Showtime, who's promoting this event, and let them know that you have come up with their tagline. <laughs> okay, what? Showtime, Mayweather versus Paul, we're like a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of slogans. <laughs> we, dude, All kinds we of just slogans. got this stuff going, man. Mm. You, Do you ever see – and it's funny, as I was saying, the food truck. Did you ever watch the movie uh, Hefe? I don't think so. Uh, the Chef with um, – Who's the sh- director, actor uh, oh. behind all the Marvel stuff? Uh, who plays like um, Iron Man's assistant? Oh come on! Ah fuck, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, but there's a show about the food truck. But he's like he uh, he's like a, he plays a Cuban character, but he does a, a food truck, and is absolutely I think it's a fucking. It's called Hefe. Hefe. All right. Um, but um, God, I'm gonna say his fucking name, and you're gonna be like, how did you not know what that was? But. But yeah, we started talking about food truck shit, and literally in my mind, we talked about food last time too, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> oh man! All right, well you, you find that out. I, I did want to touch briefly on on the Diego Sanchez. I'm obsessed with food. Uh, on the Diego Sanchez. John Favreau. Oh, okay, definitely yeah. know that. So name. you know, yeah, you know who that is. But that actually is a pretty good movie, uh, and they might have been called Chef or something. I but didn't know John Favreau played uh, Iron Man's assistant in the movie too. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, he actually has a, a real show with uh, the guy that's based out of uh, – has that um, restaurant here at what, – one of the ones where it's like if in the front it's like a retro sort of candy store or whatever, but then it has like a hidden food place. Roy, Roy Choi? Roy Choi. Yeah, Roy Choi. Him and Roy Choi have a, a show together called Chef. Oh. And, and a part of the stuff is some of the stuff that he learned. So he worked with him 
to learn the skills needed for the movie, and then afterwards they've just created an incredible up. bond. So they've do this other stuff. So they'll go to other little restaurants and do whatever. But he always partakes. But um, I love that dude. That dude's intense. But um, but yeah, that I forget what Roy's restaurant here is in town, but. Best really, friend. it's re- best, best friend. friend yeah. Yes, yeah. I've I've yet to go there, but I hear it's fantastic, and it's just sort of we like ate there hit. one night, didn't we? Not D- me. Not me. You didn't come. We, we ate there as a team at MMA Junkie during the meetings, like right before the pandemic. Mm-mm. What yeah, happened? You didn't show me. up, or maybe we just didn't invite you. That was probably one of. Those, I think I do remember seeing a picture somewhere, and it was like everybody except being, for me. Were you being cranky and didn't want to come? I don't know. You guys probably just didn't include me. That's probably why I don't like you guys. I don't. Now I gotta know. <laughs> we definitely ate. We definitely ate there. It was the week before the pandemic. I definitely, the week I definitely have never been there. It was the week. Now, now, was it anybody uh, from MMA Junkie that's listening? I need to hear a reminder of why Cold Coffee didn't come that. So this night. is when we had our meeting. Are you yeah, sure we I had wasn't? Our did I? Was I out of town? Uh, uh, you were in town for you. Were, you worked the the Adesanya Romero fight, right? Joanna oh. Shang Wei Li. Yeah. Didn't I? I, I? I'm sure you did. I remember watching it, but I. <laughs> I see everything on a it fucking was, TV screen. It was so kind I don't of a memorable was, week because the town shut down the next week. The entire world shut down. I don't know. I'd have to look at the calendar. But All I right. know I've never eaten there. So Anybody you guys from MMA Junkie is listening, you please guys tell us me. why cold coffee ditched us. No, I, you I ditched guarantee me. You, now I, I guarantee now I get you it. it was cranky cold coffee. Saying, I don't want to go to dinner. No, I'm you guys good. are probably like, I want to leave. I probably had to go home and do edits while all the writers were like, oh, we're already done for the day. And I was like, oh, I have to go home and toil away. I think we're peeling back the curtain too much right I'm now. I'm toiling away. What I date think, was it? I'm going to look it up. peeling back the curtain. I think like March 8th, maybe? Of 2020? Yeah, let me see. I'll pull up my iCal and see if I still have it listed in there and I'll see if it has the note of make sure you don't invite Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, don't see anything on my calendar. I did I did work that event. Yeah, that because when we had uh, our bosses in town. We did. You guys just ditched me. That's what it was. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> I don't have it on my iCal. <laughs> I really want to know now why you didn't end up there. Wait, it's a USA Today dinner. It's on my iCal. But I was I didn't go. 7 p.m. Monday, March the 2nd. Right there. Yeah. Oh, not- no, no. That's not when we went to Roy Choices. That was another night. That that night we went to. Oh, uh, see, see, see. Now your story's falling apart because it switched. Right. You had so many other. So uh, entertaining stuff. for the listening audience right now. Let's <laughs> talk about this Diego Sanchez situation. It continues to be a hot topic. I uh, just wish Joshua would come defend me right now and uh, figure out why I wasn't invited <laughs> to that dinner. Clearly disrespected. So here's why I want to throw out because this is the part that's hard for me, right? Uh, obviously, we we've had our history with Joshua Fabi. He is not a particularly a fan of of either of us. Um, which Maybe you. Is a shame. I don't think he knows who I am. I, I def- oh, yeah. He's not a fan of me. He, he likes you. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like me. Um, and and that's, that's okay. I don't, I don't care about that, to be honest with you. I'm not trying to make it about, oh, here's a me versus Joshua Fabia thing. No, I, I'm not saying that at all. Um, it's just that I feel <laughs> – it just made me think, is you know, everybody was giving his shit because he was he was making it about him, and then you were just like, "This is definitely not about me and Joshua." <laughs> this, is, I was like, "This is how it starts." Yeah, it's just that let's just stop all the bullshit right now. Let's talk really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's no just, wonder he hates you. You're stealing his lines. Here's the thing I'm torn on about the whole situation. You know, it, it's it's I think it'll it'll start to die down a little bit after this week, but of course this is the week the fight was supposed to happen, and so. Um, you know, Angela Hill was asked about it because she was in that fighter meeting that got released. Uh, of course, can I Do- say how Do- Donald Cerrone she looked 
on fight on the media day. Sure you can. People don't give her enough. Well, well whatever. I mean, she looked so good. Angela Hill's hot. And that's it. All I'm right. Just leave it at that. We'll share with that. All right. Donald <laughs> Cerrone, meanwhile, uh, you know, was asked about it as well. And of course, he kind of stirred up some controversy because he's not always the most politically correct guy in the world, and he dropped some lines did in he, there that he, have been did he say something? been viewed as somewhat controversial. But uh, it's funny because I've seen a lot of people that say, "How dare you say something?" And I've seen a lot of other people that say, "Like, cowboy, spot on. He nailed it." But here's the thing: is that you know, I ended up listening to the uh, Diego did an interview by himself, which I, that's what I like. I like hearing Diego speak by himself and not having somebody speak for him. Um, and he did about a 45-minute interview with SiriusXM, Anthony Smith, uh, R.J. Clifford, and you know, in it, it was a pretty emotional uh, interview to, to, to say the least. Um, and he talked about a, a you know a lot of his concerns and and uh, it's it's I mean it's it's worth a listen you know he brings out a lot of points now some of it's a little you know a little out there yeah some of it's a little out there you know the stuff about you know the, the UFC might try to kill him or something like that like that to me is is out there if I'm being honest with you I think that's a little too far but you know I, I've seen a lot of people in the aftermath kind of take the 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 angle that I have done from the beginning, which is I have a lot of respect for Diego Sanchez as a fighter and a person. And so because of that, I've kind of thought, you know what? It's not really my place to say who he has around him in his life. And if these are the people that make him happy, and if these are the people that help him feel comfortable, then that, you know, we need to allow that to happen. And, and we shouldn't get in the way of that every, you know, to each their own to go chase what makes him happy. But I feel right now, Joshua Fabia and his actions are costing Diego Sanchez job employment opportunities moving forward. Now, I understand he got paid for this Cowboy fight, and I think, um, you know, as much as people may uh, rag on the UFC and, and, and not like to give the UFC credit, I mean, credit to them for, for you know, for paying this guy his full amount. But I just, the way this whole thing is playing out in the public can you see any other organization wanting to work with him? I mean, it's clear, it's clear. Number one, that it's just a pain in the ass, right? That's clear. Number one, that it's just a pain in the ass to have to deal with Fabia. But number two, it's clear that they're trying to lay the groundwork for a lawsuit. I mean, that's it's it's not difficult to read between the lines of the requests they were making for for medical information and 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 not being willing to say that we don't have any short or long term medical concerns, we don't have any short or long term neurological concerns. Um, for them not being willing to say that, it makes it clear to me that that they're trying to lay the groundwork for a lawsuit. And and I don't know, man. I just. I've said from the beginning, Diego should do what makes him happy, and it's none of our business to really deal with it. But now I feel like the damage that's being done around him isn't just, you know, cosmetic. Like now I feel like it's actually taking away opportunities for him moving forward. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it was so weird when he was – I mean, anybody listening to when he was trying to make these requests for medical things, whatever, could tell, like – Something was going on. Some, some, there was some need for it because one, you can't just ask for that sort of stuff. I mean, you have to either be like power of attorney or have written authorization for something. You don't just, you know, nonchalantly ask for something like that, right? Because one, they would, you know, they can't just easily provide that anyway, and that's usually entailed there's some yeah. serious reason if you make that request. So, the fact that you would even start asking that. If you didn't think that that would raise some sort of red flags and and somehow endanger your 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 fighter's career in the sense that you're going to be planting the idea that 
you're worried about those particular things. And the last thing you want to do is put that in front of uh, an organization that's trying to get you a fight, you know. So to think that, you know. That they were going to act in any different way? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, who wouldn't do that? And I would think that any organization now that would possibly try to bring him in has to think, well, you were just asking all this stuff because you were worried about the fighter and the possible damage that he's taken um, just gives me as a, a potential whatever employer the, the thought that you're worried about it. That's so, it. So, of course, I would be worried about it. So, I mean, it's, it's he gone opened from, up. That's it. It's gone from like, okay, I don't want to have to deal with this crackpot, which, look, there's a lot of kind of weird characters in, in combat sports. You know what I mean? Like, So that's not necessarily out of the ordinary. I, I don't think that necessarily becomes a deal breaker where well, we're not going to deal with Diego because we don't want to deal with Fabia. But now, as you said, the writing is on the wall. It's painfully clear. Yeah, you're you're laying the groundwork for a lawsuit. Who wants to be a part of that? I mean, they, you know, and I heard people say a lawsuit or even a claim yes. for something. You know, even if it's just a medical claim for some sort of a medical disability or something. Mm -hmm. You're trying to put, you're if you're trying to gather information, the the, the specific information he was getting, you're you're there's only one reason why you would be asking that sort of stuff. You know. That has nothing to do with how you're going to sort of train your fighter for his next upcoming fight. Right. If you're worrying about, you know, the damage and the longevity of what's going on and the the potential damage of how much his brain's taken, um, how could you then then switch the conversation? And say, okay, but when are we going to get when are we going to get the next fight set up? Right. Oh, but by the way, you know, let me. Can you tell me all the damage he's already taken? You know, and all the tests that you've shown. Um, it would just I get what he was trying to do, but there one could have been a more tactful way to do it. And if you're gonna do it, I would think that you hopefully had cleared that with your fighter, knowing that if you open up that can of worms that might not you might not be able to put the lid back on top of it. That's it. And know? I don't think he has the awareness to, to and that's what bothers me and it has bothered me from the beginning, is I don't think this guy understands the MMA world enough to be a responsible leader and advisor and, and so I've changed my stance, man. I've changed my stance from, you know, this is Diego Sanchez's life and he deserves to do what makes him happy to I just think if you're close enough to Diego Sanchez that you can make a difference in his life, you should try to And I feel people are I mean, who is it? I mean, like I've seen every well, granted I only see what's on the Twitter. I don't know what how what how close his actual close knit support group is outside of Joshua and his training buddies or whatever mm -hmm. you would think that somebody's tried if anything i mean i don't know if if diego's parents are still around if that's something that somebody that's a much more of a journalist than me could know. reach out yeah, and say sure. hey what are your guys's thoughts on what's going on have you talked with diego um for somebody that's a better journalist than me i would try to reach out and say like hey are you seeing these things that are being said out there you know people are, are questioning whether he's getting good guidance for his career whether they're wondering if there might be something going on with uh you know long-term damage from all these fights have you guys talked with diego and what are your thoughts about the guidance that he's getting from this guy and uh, see what they think because if there was anybody else that's going to try to step up to bat for a family member it'd have to be a family member I you agree. know like i would hope um if, if i lose my mind i'm i'm sure Hopefully, I would expect you to kind of say, hey, I know this guy. I can say what's going on. But I would expect my family to be at the forefront of trying to get to the bottom of shit and right. figure stuff out. And I'm not hearing that. I'm not seeing that. Um, so I would hope that there is some other support system that Diego hasn't cut that off. 
Um, you know, sometimes what happens in certain situations where there is a, a power relationship where it's it tends to lean in one particular uh, direction is they usually will prod um, the the subjective person to cut ties with family right. to cut ties with anybody else that could Isolated be another from influence. those other people could or... be another influence and I'm not I don't know the situation I don't know if that's happened I'm just purely speculating but um, what typically happens in that sort of thing everybody likes to say oh it's a cult he's in a cult of Joshua now and blah 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 if that isn't true then there would have probably been some some point where he was being directed to cut ties from his family. And it might not have actually been something that was ever said, but it might have just been, you know, suggested without actually even do it. But that's the only kind of stuff we could only find out from his family. You know? Well, and that's it. And that's, and that's why I said, look, look like you said, I, I don't pretend to know the ins and outs of everything here and, and, and all the details. But what I see now is that future opportunities are being taken away from him. And that's future income. And, and that, that bothers me. That that That's when I say... You know, I'm, we're not talking anymore about he's teaching you weird MMA technique, or we're not talking anymore about he's not giving you the right mental philosophy to enter the octagon. We're talking about the possibility of you losing any and all future earnings uh, from the sport that you've spent the last, you know, 16 years of your life uh, carving out a career. So, uh, so that concerns me, and that's that's just all I want to say. I mean, we could sit here. I'm and again, I'm not trying to take any cheap shots at Fabia. I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't want to go down that path. But I just, I've, I think I've changed my position from let Diego do what makes him happy to, hey, if you're close enough to to get him out of the situation, man, try. Because I, I just, I, I don't see things. It's just not going well. Uh, all right changing gears entirely we will talk about pfl bellator ufc there's a lot to talk about before we do that can we talk about the craziest shit outside of mayweather paul that we've ever heard of in our lives uh this is look and i'm being upfront and honest about it mma zero g yes that's right an mma fight in zero gravity i got this press release last week and it piqued my interest to say the least because i was like what what are you talking about? Um, and, and and I didn't even know if it was a joke. Like maybe it was one of those things, you know, where, where people just run stories because they're just trying to get some press, but it's really about something else or it's kind of a, a play thing or whatever, you know. But then I saw John Lewis's name attached to it. John Lewis, if you're not familiar with him, um, is is a, a legend in the MMA game. You know, didn't attain the highest levels of success uh, in in mixed martial arts, but was you know kind of an early adopter of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts. I mean, he's got fights you know back in the early days with with, with Asato and with, with Carlson Gracie Jr. I mean, you're talking about old school legendary names, and it's pretty interesting the role he plays in the history of mixed martial arts and UFC as well because. It was his gym, uh, J-Sect, which uh, he's since sold. I think Skip, Skipper Kelp runs the gym now. I can't remember. Uh, I think it's called like Fight. Ah, I feel bad. I can't remember what it's called now. But it was J-Sect for years and years and years here in Vegas. And that is where, of course, Dana White and the Fertitta brothers started to learn about jiu-jitsu. And it was through John Lewis that they got introduced to Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz and all these people and really started the ball rolling down the path of the UFC becoming what it is. So when I saw John Lewis's name attached to it, I said, okay, I got to at least, like, find out what is going on here because this is madness. 
But if his name's attached to it, there's something real about it. This is not just some kind of somebody pulling my leg here in a press release. So uh, I was able to, earlier today, uh, speak to John Lewis, Cold Coffee, uh, handle production duties of our conversation. We'll end up putting it up on MMA Junkie, uh, and, and you'll certainly be seeing some of it there. But I, I wanted to share it with you guys as well. Uh, here's my conversation earlier today with John Lewis about MMA Zero G and Galactic Combat. I am uh, happy to be speaking to an MMA legend in John Lewis about something that I didn't think I'd ever be talking to John Lewis about. All right. This is John. I just got to tell you late last week, I get a press release in my inbox. Okay. Galactic combat. It's a series that's going to take place with people fighting outside the earth's atmosphere. And I read this thing and I think I want to write something about this, but I don't even know if this is legit. Like I have no idea if this is real. And then I see your names attached to it. And as soon as I see your names attached to it, I say, okay, wait a minute. There's something to this. This is real. So, John, tell me, Thank you. how did this concept come about? Because, I mean, you were, you were at the early days of MMA. You remember when just regular MMA was considered crazy. This, with all due respect, might be the craziest thing I've ever heard. So how did it come about? It's crazy, and it's amazing, and it's, and it's really cool, man. You know, um, I, I, you know, one of my companies that I work with is Wonderfilm uh, Media is uh, I produce films and things of that nature. They introduced me to Andre and uh, told me that he had a, a cool show he was working on space-based. Uh, and I, we met we met together and we started talking about it and it just, we, I mean, it was just perfect. I mean, I was already working in the space sector with some other films that I'm doing through Wonderful Media. And um, also at the same time, my history. And at the, when we first met, he didn't even know that the part about my MMA history, it was more about the space side of things that I was working on. So when we when when that happened, it was just like, oh my God, this is like perfect. This is so perfect, you know. And you know, like I said uh, earlier, you know, this is, I've been approached for so many different kinds of things like this over the years. Different mixed martial art organizations, the bare knuckle ones, mm -hmm. all these things to become a part of those things. And I just it just it just weren't right for me. I, I was doing what I was doing, and I just knew that. I mean, you can't compete with the big dogs and Dana and Lorenzo and and all those amazing things that they did. And I just knew that they just couldn't keep my attention. And then when this one came, I was like, this is it. This is this is the one, you know I mean? This is something special. And then and, and make it more important, the more importantly, it was, you know, Andre, Andre Irvellino, the, the brainchild of this whole thing, um, knowing who he is in, in the world of producing and, and what he's done and accomplished. His reputation is impeccable. Everybody loves him. He's done amazing projects with the biggest stars in the world. He's a, he's a real guy, a guy that can really make something happen. So when this idea was pitched to me, it could have been pitched to me by a million people, right? But when it came to me from him, in the same way that you say, I brought validity, his name brought that same validity. So, uh, you know, it just ended up being perfect. And we started moving forward from there. And, and, and here we are. It's pretty funny. You, you know, you think about the UFC. I know they always talk about uh, global domination. Well, you'll just have to get outside the globe if you want a piece of it, right? That's great. You're, you're going to become the, the, the champion of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, who wants to be the champion of the universe? I know I would love to be that. I mean, too late for me now, but I'm, 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 we hope we're going to pass it on to someone else, some young, talented kid. That's amazing. So, all right, so you talk about Andrea Avellino in this project. There's a company involved, Space Eleven. So when I read this press release, I thought, like, who would even think to do this? Why would this even be a concept of, of taking athletes into space and filming something there? And then come to find out, that's basically what Space Eleven is built around, right, is developing entertainment options that are filmed in space. I mean, how much do you know about this this segment, John? And, I mean, help us – you know me, you know me, man. I'm living inside the MMA bubble. I, I didn't even know things like this were, were a reality, that people can go shoot television shows in, in space. 
we got to think even if you follow the press of some of these things in the film industry, you know that Tom Cruise is already working on something with SpaceX and, and going to space to shoot segments and a film coming up. He's working on it's still something in process, but those are real conversations because, you know, Tom, he wants to go up there and, and be the guy that, that does it for real, you know, which is all due respect to him. Um, but the technology exists. I mean, I mean, right now, Virgin Galactic and, and SpaceX and other companies, um, you know, um, uh, Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos's company, they already are setting up situations where consumers can buy tickets and go to space and, and enjoy that situation. And they're already selling tickets for that as their the technology is coming together, coming to fruition. So that's a real thing. You know, it's not it's not some crazy idea that some technology they need to to uh, achieve. It's more about finding the right partners for the concept that we have and making it a reality. But it's it, it can be done already. Um, right now they're talking about they're working on building space stations like a hotel where you will fly up to space and one of these these different um, companies and you'll actually be able to stay for a week in space in a space station the same way you would on a cruise on a ship. So these are all very real things that already exist. And we just, you know, we want to take sports up there. We want to make make it happen. You know, one of Andre's big dreams is, is uh, to create the first space station stadium where you actually have a sporting stadium in space. If you can have a hotel in space, why can't you get on the on the, the space shuttle or spacecraft and fly over a couple, you know, whatever, and, and go to the, see the fights or, the, or go see anything, a concert, for instance. So if you think about anything that ever happened to us in history, it's always been a, a big dream. And at the end of the day, look where we are, from electricity to a car to being on the moon. So why not? And if this guy is the kind of guy that can really make it happen, which is why I'm involved and all in. That's pretty amazing. So the way the concept reads, you're going to you're going to select 40 fighters uh, from around the globe and, and, and train them and get them ready. But it'll get down to, uh, you know, you'll follow their training, I guess, and their development. It'll get down to eight and then you will finally get down to two and you'll take these two athletes beyond the Earth's atmosphere and it, it'll have a, some type of specially fitted ship and they'll compete in there. But to be clear, they are going to fight at zero gravity because I hear about this, uh, this you know, specially fitted rocket. It's not designed so that there's like, I mean, I guess there is no way to combat zero gravity, right? I mean, they're going to fight at zero gravity. So here's the thing. We're going to really go out of our way to to respect and hold dear the traditions of MMA, which is my history, right? And my, my people. Um, there will be, like you said, 40, 32, whatever the first number is going to be of athletes that we're going to search the globe for. I mean the globe because we want to be international and find these incredibly talented guys that aren't quite haven't, haven't broke yet, but they are that good, you know, and we want guys like that. Cause we want guys who are really hungry, who really want to be a pioneer in something and have a chance to do something really special. We're going to find those guys. We're going to bring them together and we're going to have them compete and train first to find out if they qualify that as much as the qualifying for the MMA is going to be, is going to be the qualifying for the space training and those kinds of things. The same way that astronaut trains for five years or more, you have to make sure you can pass certain kind of tests and certain kind of agility tests and all the different kinds of things that you're going to see in the show. And you may be great at fighting, but you may not pass the other tests, you know? So this whole thing from beginning to end TV series, by the way, from beginning to end is going to be combined equally with mixed martial arts and the space train from extra from professionals and in the industry. So you're going to get to see, you know, the coolest MMA guy in a G force machine spinning around, passing out. I mean, it's going to be a really cool thing, but at the same time, it's also preparing them for what could happen. We're going to, we're going to incorporate uh, in the very beginning, it will be um, arena style uh, TV events uh, where you're going to see those first when it goes down to the eight, you know, compete together and try to, and try to achieve the goal to becoming the semifinals. 
semifinals will look like kind of like parabolic space flight. Have you, are you familiar with that? Parabolic planes is when you see the oh, plane yeah. and, and you, and we're going to, we have a really amazing concept. I'm not going to get too much into it right now where you're actually going to be fighting in that scenario. By the way, when you're on the incline, gravity gets really, really heavy. When you're in a decline, you float up. Imagine the fight happening in real time. The fire is just fighting and it's changing that scenario as it goes up and down. All of a sudden you're up, you know, and it's going to have to be a close enough proximity that you can actually get to each other. Cause as you know, you know, space isn't on your, as in your, uh, I mean, space in the room isn't your best friend in this situation because you're so far apart to get back at the whole thing. So it'll be a tighter, more impact, more close situation. And I think it would really be cool. I've been thinking about this. I think grappling will really come into play in this situation because if you hit somebody, you, you, you can actually push yourself away in space, right? But if you grapple jujitsu, whatever, you can actually lock onto someone mid space trying to put on the moves that we learn in jujitsu and all these moves while you're in a specific situation in contact. So I think that's going to become, that's going to become a real factor, but a lot of this is going to be um, worked on over the next year, year and a half. Um, I'll be getting to try a lot of this stuff myself and really find out how this is going to really work. But it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be amazing. It really is going to be amazing. So what the scenarios that you laid out there, I mean, that's, what's so intriguing, right? I mean, those of us that have watched MMA for years, it's like, how would it, how would it play out? Right. Has this ever been done? I mean, are you aware Do like, does the army do like combative trainings in zero gravity or anything? I mean, do you have any idea what this will actually look like in, in, in practice? I don't know. I mean, we have the space force now. I'm not sure if that's a part of their training curriculum yet, but before that, I would probably think it, it didn't happen. Um, but you know, I, I've seen my share of fun movies and those fun battles in space and I can imagine how it could happen. And, and I think this is just like, you know, like I say, taking MMA, it, it, it's roots having those shows, having those, those clients, those, those, those artists building who they are, building their characters, all those things that we're so used to seeing mixed with the training, but then taking to that next level in a, in a stable, I'm, I'm sorry, next level in the semifinals and finals. That's where it's going to be unique. We're going to evolve on the concept. We're going to, you know, evolve on the possibilities, which will just open doors for people in the future, you know, and it's going to be a really neat thing to see how that plays out. And, uh, and you know, why not? This is, this is something unique. It's something uh, very real. It will it will not just be a thing that we do. I mean, it will change the game. We had the first man to walk on the moon. These will be the first people to do a sporting event in space. This is historic. Someone would be able to say, I was the first guy or the first two guys to ever do a sporting event in space. That will be a historical moment. That's pretty amazing to think about. Um, I know you're still, you know, working on all the logistics and partnerships and all that. Um, so I know that you can't talk about everything, but just I got to ask cost of this thing right i mean this is this is not going to be something you can do on a shoestring budget i mean uh can, can you go into numbers as to how it's going to look or, or how you get it or how you get the funding done because i just like i said i can't imagine it's a cheap thing to do well we have we have the funding so it's not like we have to make this happen it uh i won't be specific about numbers because a lot of that's coming into play right now as well but whatever number you're thinking of is probably much more <laughs> <laughs> and we and we we're very aware and, and we and we have those plans in place and we have um, you know, obviously our own money. And we also have uh, a lot of people that want to be involved in that level. So it will be very expensive, like you're imagining. Um, and that is part of it all, but it's something we want to do and we're prepared to do. And, uh, and I think it's something groundbreaking like this is where you want to invest that kind of money and make that kind of change and be part of this. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy expensive, but we don't have a, a solid number to tell you yet anyways, but sure. it's probably more than you're thinking. <laughs> I, bet, I bet I can't even comprehend that kind of money. Uh, so let me ask, I mean, uh, where do we stand in the schedule? I mean, is, is, I mean, are, are we talking about, we know when this thing's going to go into production and we know when it's going to shoot or are we still arranging all that? In, tw in 2022, you're going to see a lot of the first parts of it all happening. 
the fighters coming down, you know, finding our fighters, the first few events, arena events, things of that nature in around 2022. We imagine that actually getting to the end of it all, which is basically 12 episodes and a pay-per-view event, maybe a few pay-per-view events, but as of now, that, that's what it is at that point in 2023 sometime. So it's not that far away, but you don't have to wait till 2023 to see the whole thing. It'll be a long shoot of the TV series from 2022 on. So it's not that far away. Pretty amazing. And I guess uh, broadcast platform not secured yet. That's probably one of the last pieces of the puzzle to yeah. get done. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right now we're putting the pieces together, showrunners, et cetera. And, um, and then we'll be doing a, a TV deal. I'm sure we'll have a lot of people interested in this. Um, and then, you know, from there, the announcements will start and the actual events and shows will begin. And like I say, it'll be um, something you'll be able to watch on a weekly basis on TV, building characters. And we have a lot of other spots that we're going to be buying as well throughout the day. Just develop little small little segments, just developing the people, developing these characters and really helping you understand who they are. But it's not it's not just like, um, you know, who they are, like you would normally see in other shows. It's like this is like someone who wants to go to space. This is a scary thing, right? I mean, they go to space and right, it's scary for astronauts today to go to space. So this is someone who really wants to be a pioneer and really wants to to you know be a part of history so it's going to be a really unique person that does this and it really wants to do this and uh there's going to be scary aspects of it but it's also going to be incredible incredible um glory for even being involved in it not to mention becoming the champion of the universe <laughs> it's crazy though what you said i mean it really is it's it's human history man it's it's amazing so all right john well listen i like i said when i got the press release I thought somebody might be pulling my leg, man. So I appreciate you laying it all out there. I guess the last thing I would I would ask of you is just, I mean, what would the pitch be if if because if, if other people out there like me and just say John Lewis has gone crazy. This man is this man has gone to Hollywood and lost his mind. Uh, what, what would you tell them about why no, this is something that's going to happen and it's worth your time to to, to to invest in? I say you can think what you want to think right now, and you can either be part of it or you can just watch it on TV. So. I don't care what they want to say. We're going to do what we're going to do and we're going to make it happen. And the people that are smart enough to see the future, like we have done in history for so long, those guys, those are going to be the ones that uh, benefit from it. The audience is going to love it and just have a great time watching the show. And, and we're going to expand on the concept of mixed martial arts and not change it, just expand on them, you know, and, and have a lot of fun with it at the same time. So, you know, I, I invite all of my, you know, mixed martial art friends and fans and, and people like yourselves just to, to uh, stay tuned and you know i appreciate you taking the time to to help us out with this and get it out there and uh, it's just going to be a great thing you definitely should get an interview with andre Rivellino, even if it's just him alone because he is a brainchild and he can answer a lot more from that side of it and i think it'd be a very interesting conversation and people should know who this guy is he is a special guy that's awesome i look forward to talking to him too well john it's always a pleasure to catch up with an old school legend like yourself but not only an old school legend on the new school now i mean totally new school so i i look forward to <laughs> To staying in touch with you as this project yeah. develops because it still seems crazy to me but i want to yeah. watch it <laughs> as it develops and you, you want to get us back on you let us know we'll be there awesome john pleasure brother great to Thank hear you from much. you all right i'm just gonna admit that's one of the craziest interviews i've ever done but uh <laughs> i'm i'm Look, I want to go to space. I'm intrigued. Who doesn't want to go to space? I'm intrigued. It was funny. I was telling Simon Simano about, about the interview that was going on. He was like, what? Like, what is happening? And I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, we got to cover it. And he was like, well, just, you know, just get me a, a travel budget put together. I was like, I think it's going to be like $175 million. Is yeah. that cool? Like, can we get that? The insurance alone <laughs> needed to put on this, this sort of thing is just so crazy. Like, the possible liabilities of this are, are just absolutely crazy. But without thinking of all that, just... 
necessary bullcrap. But am I crazy about thinking that, that it sounds like it? Like we've talked to a lot of people that you yeah. hear them talk and you'd be like, "Bro, you're so full of it. You have no yeah. idea what you're talking about." Does it not sound like he really believes it's going to happen? Does it not sound like he it certainly seems believes like, it's going to happen? Right? Like it doesn't sound like this is somebody just selling me some yeah. wackiness. They need to. I mean, the thing is. Some of the stuff he touched upon that I would love to hear more clarification. Like everything I've seen, even when he was he like he was talking about as the level goes on, you know, they would get on one of those what do they call the parabolic flights or whatever. Right, right. Um, you're only airborne for a short time. Right. Like when they go up and then they they immediately it's like start thirty to drop second drops or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then so you have these little short little clips to think that one. Your fighters are going to be close enough that they need to be. It's almost like you'd have to do something to give some visual cue where it's almost like, okay, we're getting ready to drop in three, two, get close, you know. Okay, but it sounded to me like he was saying they would do it both on the climb well, that's the and thing. the descent. Like, they would have to be close. So imagine, so imagine even in just like a regular fight, and guys are starting to like feel out and they're walking around, they're gauging the the floor, they're getting a little distance. And if, say if I'm a, a longer right, guy right. and I'm striking, I'm I'm gonna step back a little bit so I can throw my kicks. And but, then all of a sudden the pilot just but throws then it all down. of a sudden. <laughs> and we drop and I go up I can't move you can't control if you're if you're lifted you can't we have no as what we are in our non-alien form we don't have propulsion systems when we're when we're floating and things like that so they would almost have to be engaged if they hope to have strikes happen and that's the same sort of stuff that's going to happen in zero g you know if you know how can you grab somebody to grapple if you can't get over to them you know, if you're floating and you have nothing to push off of, they would almost have to put something physical. They would, like, change the ring, like, put little pillars or something so that they could kick off of to propel themselves forward. Because if not, you're just going to see floating floating dudes. <laughs> just swinging just in the swinging, air. Just, just ah, swinging. You know, even, and even if you're like, I'm going to try to, I'm gonna try to air doggy paggle to get over there, it doesn't work that way, you know. But he is right in the sense that, once you do make contact, that whole, you know, uh, it's not quite equal and opposite reaction, but you will impart some effort in the other direction when you make contact with people or whatever. But there's just a whole lot of stuff that can work out. I would, You would almost want to, and I'm just spitballing, and when he listens to this, it would be great. You almost have to tether them to give them some sort of means to push themselves back into the fight and back into an opponent. So think of it like if they were if they had bungee cords attached to the ceiling so that at least they could get back oh. to a certain ring. Like uh think Thunderdome. Yeah. Like there was a point where they could actually then push themselves back into it because if you don't if you can't control the free fall and there's the the free floating and there's nothing to keep them in the area and there's nothing to push yourself off you're not going to get there. So if they're tethered in some means with a bungee or something, that but that throws off the whole grappling thing. I mean, one thing if you were just striking and the mechanism was able to be like sort of pivoted to the back so it doesn't impart, you know, it doesn't affect the, 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 the striking, but grappling, you can't grapple with fucking cords attached, but you have to be close to each other to grapple. And if you can't get over there because you're in zero G, it's just like... I love the idea of, of putting it in space and just finding a new venue to do this sort of stuff, but the logistics and just uh, the physics of it. Well, that's the thing. When I first so read it, I was like, this hard. is so bizarre. But this company, Space 11, that's literally all they're trying to do. They're trying to figure out how to do sports, entertainment events. Every, like, they're trying to find, like, just make space 
an entertainment place. Yeah. What? But they got to overcome physics. They got to find ways to overcome physics. Ah, yeah, I ah, mean, it's what, they're lean, ah, it certainly sounds like they're leaning on the, the fact that other technology companies are already getting to space. They're already creating things in space. It's like these guys want to be an entertainment firm that creates entertainment in space. Like, like we don't. it's not on us to get you into space. We'll work with the smart people that get you into space, but we're going to provide avenues for you to do something while you're there. But the things that you do there, you know, when you take out the fact that most of the stuff that happens and that we, we're used to do here need gravity to do them. <laughs> we need to be able to touch the ground so you could create fiction and propel yourself in a direction. If you lose that... How the fuck are you supposed to get over to him? Are we any less crazy talking about this than we are talking about Mayweather versus Paul? <laughs> this is so it's so much it's so unique. We, but I'm a I'm a sci-fi. I love sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love I love everything about it. I love the fact that as their first show kicks off, an alien race somehow breaks into the venue <laughs> and takes it over like in the uh the uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the the uh Mila Jovovich movie where Bruce Willis was the taxi driver. What was that one? You're not even like a sci-fi guy, so you can't even help me. The seventh element. Oh, fifth, fifth element. element. Fifth yeah. element. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like they were, there was a music venue, and they were watching the opera singer who was this hot alien, and then the the aliens broke in and they hijacked the place. I only remember one scene from the fifth element, of course. Which one was that? When the three boobs, right? That wasn't oh, the fifth element. That might have been uh, Total Recall or something. That was Total Recall. <laughs> See, it doesn't even. <laughs> I love that movie as well. That could be a whole other one, but you know they had gravity there. They were realistic, and need, they knew you needed gravity. I mean, it's it. I love the idea. I love the the fact of there's so many interesting parts of it. He is right in in the in the sense like I know me personally, knowing if I was watching something that had to deal with what like astronauts had to do to get into oh, space. Oh, the buildup would be cool, super exciting. Man. It would be cool. But then like you're going like, through MMA training and space training at the same yeah. time. Imagine. I mean, one at least they're dealing with people that are going to be physically fit. You right. know. And luckily, they're they're not asking these guys to fly the ships. Right. So a lot of them, they just need to be able to hold consciousness. They need to be able to to yeah, physically be out, able right. to survive and, and just you know make the flight up there because the flight is not even easy. Right. As much as technology get better, the flight will still take a toll on their body. But they're not being asked to actually perform science and do other shit. So while the NASA guys and all these other ones, oh, yeah, my. My first launch into space was more of an adrenaline dump than I expected. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you got the uh, you got the uh, astrological jitters, did you? Yeah, like, yeah, I know. They say yeah. as much as you prepare, like everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. You just <laughs> never know until the first time you're pulling ninety G's or wh- whatever crazy amount of G's uh, it is. It's not ninety, but whatever. Um, it's it's interesting. It's just you know it would it would be a shame. It'd be like the whole that first fox fight when it was there was so much build up and then it was it was done in like seconds. <laughs> so Imagine if they, they there's like one punch. And there's a huge build up like... and they go up there and then like and then they never actually are able to make contact because the oh, the, they don't the, even lack contact gra- like... <laughs> the lack of gravity <laughs> doesn't. So you got a producer running in from the side pushing one guy into the middle. So they have. They're going to change it. The corner people will actually be the people that push them into the ring as they float off to the side, just dangling. They just have like just some dangling. prodders that they could stick into the surface, yeah. or whatever. Like push them forward. You're almost going to. You're. I think the way to do it, they they would need to change the space so that it gives them means to bounce and push off of something to get back to the opponent, because if it's just an empty blank canvas with no uh, surrounding and you can't touch the ground. How are you supposed to propel yourself forward? 
It just doesn't work that way. Do fans work in space? Like, like yes. blow them forward? There you go. Yeah. See? There you go. But, but then Everybody's they also push you against them that direction. <laughs> so then you're stuck against the wall. And you, well, then at least you'd be at the wall and you could kick off and it would Look, overcome the force of it. It's or insane. But that's what's. That's why it's intriguing because it's insane. I, I I love the idea. I mean, <laughs> I just so think it would be a complete well, shit show. But so, I love the idea of the show. So obviously we are embedded with the MMA Zero G guys now. So as this thing develops, the I MMA Roadshow is going to be your leading it. news breaker <laughs> for the development of MMA Zero G. I would love to see how they overcome the, those things. You're going to have people that want to come out of the woodworks and just – like say the same sort of things that I'm saying, except they're going to be assholes about it. But like, this would never work. Right. Blah blah blah. That's all part of the fun challenge. And what was good listening to him speak in the in the interview was his enthusiasm and his excitement with the people he's working because it sounds to them like part of the challenge of overcoming the obstacles that are obviously going to be there is part of the fun. Yep. You know, and he's right. It's it would be history. It's it's that, when he it, said that. Okay, so two things. One. It was funny because when he was talking about it and I thought about – I thought back to that picture of the UFC and they're like global domination. Like, oh, you didn't think big enough. Yeah. Like, ah, we're going <laughs> to – but when he did say that, like, this is history, I was like, holy shit. It, as crazy as this sounds. Yeah. And, and again, and I'm not – and I hope – hopefully I'm not being disrespectful when I say this. It's just I'm a natural no, – I'm a normal human being. It sounds crazy to hear two people fighting in space. Of course it sounds crazy because we've yeah. never seen anything like it. That's what this whole thing is supposed to be. But if they do pull this off, I mean, that's literally like a historical moment in time. When he said that, this will be the first sporting event, you know, conducted yeah. in space. I was like, that is insane. And that is true. Like, yeah. as silly as that sounds, that is like something you would put in history books. Yeah. I mean, I think even right now they have um, passengers that have went up to the space station you know, that have no real function outside of they probably Just commercial paid, travel, a lot, basically. paid a lot of money to, to be able to go up there. But that they're, you know, they're right now we're at the forefront where people are trying to make commercial travel to space a reality to where people, if you have enough money and you're willing to take the risk, can go up into space for a short bit. Once that becomes like a mainstream, should everything work out right? It's just it's just taking the next step beyond that. Yeah, they're looking. They're saying, okay, well, we can't be like, oh, hey, we want to take people up into space and and then just bring them back. Somebody's already doing that. Okay, well, what else can we do? People are going to want to go up there, and if if they know that they're eventually they're going to set it to where it's like, hey, we can put you in a controlled environment, a space hotel. Well, you already know what they want to do. You up know. There. Yeah, who doesn't, right? <laughs> you're talking about the Mile High Club. How many yeah, miles yeah, yeah. is you already, How you many already miles know is they they just can't they can't sell that out in public, right? I bet that's already happening behind the scenes. Why not? Of course it is. Of course it is. All right, let's talk about some actual MMA that's happening this weekend. But we will keep you updated on MMA. As far as I'm concerned, the MMA Roadshow is your home for all MMA Zero G, Zero G. breaking news. Listen, do want to thank – by the way, G. if you like what you listen to and you don't think it's absolutely too insane, we would appreciate you uh, subscribing to us wherever you listen to, dropping in, leaving some ratings, leaving some reviews. That always helps us out. Or, of course, if we want to take that next step up, we really do appreciate everybody that joins us at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. You help support the show, number one. You also get exclusive access to the and a half episodes that we do every week after UFC events, kind of breaking down the action from on scene at the UFC events and bringing you some post-fight interviews and that sort of thing. Man, it's been a great week. We started uh, 
sharing some more kind of audio files. It, I, it turns out people enjoy listening to podcasts as much as I do, man. I, I actually consume a lot more audio content than I do video content, if I'm being 100% honest. It turns out uh, a lot of our supporters do as well. So we've been funneling a little bit more audio over there, and it's been, been great to get the feedback. Uh, the community that we're that we're building over there, man. I, I appreciate everybody that's there. Uh, old school fan Joe from H Town. He upped mm-hmm. his game. He's a shot caller now. He's a shot caller. He, <laughs> he was like, "You guys are." Do-. He's like, "I told you I wanted more audio. You give me more audio, and I'm stepping my game up." He stepped his game up in his commitment, and uh, he's a shot caller now. Gilbert Hill came in strong as a producer as well. He, mm-hmm. He's directing the show. Gilbert, you just tell us what you want, bro. We got it. We got this. <laughs> uh, Lewis Tough, he went to Annual Path. I know you're a big fan of the Annual Path because it saves uh, people a little bit of money. I think more people need annual, annual in their lives. Uh, sir, sir, I'm not sure that you understand. I was my talking about the my yearly subscription, oh, That's what sir. I said. I said. I okay, said, okay, okay. I said annual plan. Okay, okay. <laughs> To be clear, I meant the yearly subscription. I'm not sure what Cold Coffee was talking about, but hey, listen, both it's are fine options. It's a gaping options. plan. It's <laughs> a wide gaping plan that is good for everybody. I'm done. The annual plan. I said the annual plan. Everyone likes annual. I'm leaving. I'm just done. I can't even. I can't take this anymore. Do you say is is there a wide crevice between us? Oh now? my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> PFL is going on right now. Uh, they're having a very successful event. 2021 PFL 3 is underway. Uh, I love the fact that they're on Thursday nights. I hate the fact that we won't really get to talk about them that much because it's going on. Um, but big shows, so certainly we'll be talking about that in the morning. Uh, Fabrice Overdue making his promotional debut. Kayla Harrison in action. Uh, certainly expecting her to probably... Uh, dominate, dominate. I, I, yeah, no, no disrespect she's to so Marianne Marais, but she is, she is so fantastic. She's a monster. Uh, I will say it's cool. Clarissa Shields is in the building tonight for the PFL event, um, and 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 PFL has been kind of selling the fact that she's there. Uh, and and I saw it. I think they they gave the line to Mark Raimondi, who uh, obviously part of the broadcast partnership, said that you know, hey, a potential future opponent. I I will I will. I will stake my claim now that those two will never fight. I just, it just their timeline to me does not make sense for those two to fight. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that they'll ever cross paths. With Kayla if they, Harrison, if they, and if they happen right now, Shields, I, I, Kayla would just wouldn't fucking even wipe the floor. With wouldn't her. even be close. Um, Chris got a nice booty too. All right, Bellator 258 <laughs> Friday night. Uh, Nola King is out there. The mayor of the fight sphere is out there uh, for Archuleta versus Pettis. Of course, uh, disappointment all around. We lost UL Romero, but still a pretty damn good card. Uh, didn't bring uh, Nolan on for this week's episode, but we'll bring him on uh, for future Bellator previews for sure. Still some good fights in there. Juan Archuleta versus Sergio Pettis is a good fight. Michael Venom Page is on there. Patricky Ferry is on there. Rumble Johnson is on there. And then, again, I'm just going to say it again. The prelims for Bellator are getting so much better than they used to be. I'll be honest. There was a time where I didn't pay much attention to Bellator prelims because it was just a bunch of local ticket sellers and, and there wasn't really much to watch. But now, I mean, look, Eric, Eric Perez is on there. Goyito. Remember Goyito? He's on there. Henry Corrales is on there. Uh, Logan Storley is on there. He's an absolute monster. Patchy Mix is on there. It seems like a, a you know he previously challenged and, and, and I think will be challenging for titles. Again, yeah, Rafael Carvalho versus Lorenz Larkin. Josh Hill versus Rafion Stotts. I mean, some really, really good fights on the prelims. Um, listen, I know people talk about uh, you know kind of oversaturation and that sort of thing, but I, I love the fact that we have MMA 
you know, multiple nights a week now. And, and, and yeah, you're not going to be able to watch every fight. But to know that there's actually something, you know, worth watching on there, I, I think is big. And listen, let me throw it out for this card as well. You'll see on the ESPN 24 is where you and I will be on Saturday. It's an early start, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern for the prelims. And then uh, 8 p.m. Eastern for the main car, which means it won't be a, a terribly late night, which I'm excited about because uh, actually my, my dad and my stepmom are coming to town on Friday because uh, May 12th is my son's birthday. And fortunately, nice. ah, second year in a row, I'm going to miss my son's birthday, man. I promise I'd never miss my son's birthday again. But this whole pandemic thing, uh, you know, it's kind of shaking things up. And I don't feel right skipping events right now. Can't but change his birthday anymore, huh? Can't. Yeah. <laughs> He can't already knows it. Yeah, he already knows what <laughs> it is. Too old. He can't fake him out. I can't be like, bro, I did not ever say your birthday was May 12th. Who told you that? That's ridiculous. Your birthday or back when they're so young, they don't even know what they the don't day know what it is. Like, it's your birthday today. Just put, just, put, hey, just put the dot on the calendar in the right place, <laughs> and you're good to go. Uh, but so anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited I don't have to work late Saturday night because uh, I'm going to be spending some time with my family this weekend. But I will say this. This card was crazy, right, because the, uh, the main event was set so late. And as late as, like, Monday or Tuesday, Stupid, ridiculous UFC.com had, like, one fight listed. Yeah. You know, we, did, we, we didn't, I didn't have a playlist ready for YouTube or nothing. I was like, what is happening? So it, it's it crazy. It felt so surreal. But let me, let me just throw this out there. So because of that, you may be saying if you're, you know, if you're, you know, I don't think too many, like, casuals listen to our show, but maybe some do. So if you're one that's like, I don't really pay attention, you may just think, ah, there's another. This card actually turned out to be pretty decent. Marina Rodriguez versus Michelle Waterson in the main event. We didn't get to speak to Marina Rodriguez because she got here so late. She was still in quarantine at media day, so we didn't even get to speak with her. We did get to speak to Michelle Waterson, uh, who said that, you know, listen, she was trying to get a fight, so she was training. She was staying in shape. Um, so it's not like you know either one of these fighters weren't training at all. They did step in on short notice, but they were both trying to get a fight. They just had to move up their training camps a little bit. Um, I will say this. I think Different weight a, class. Yeah, they're moving exactly. Moving up to 125 so they don't have to you know cut that additional weight. I will say this. This is a tough fight for Michelle Waterson. Marina Rodriguez, I am extremely high on her capabilities. Her striking is fantastic. Yeah. Her grappling would be her her weakness. And I think Michelle Waterson, uh, I know you know the karate hottie is the nickname. I think she's going to be the, the wrestling hottie. You know what I mean? The grappling hottie. Like, I, I, I think if she stands and tries to go toe-to-toe with Marina Rodriguez, it's, it's going to be a problem. So um, it's, it's a good main event. I was almost a little surprised that they bothered putting together that fight for the main event. I mean, no disrespect to those ladies because I think both of them are fantastic. Uh, I think it's going to be an an intriguing matchup. Okay, Cowboy Cerrone, obviously I'm a huge uh, Cowboy homer, always have been, always will be. Uh, I'm riding Cowboy until I die. Uh, Alex Morono is going to be a tough ask for him. Obviously, you know, Cowboy's in the later stages of, of his career, but he says, listen, you know, I, I heard Dana White's words. I heard Dana White saying that maybe I should uh, I should retire, and, and I'm not cool with that. So, uh, and, and he's going against Alex Morono, who I love Alex Morono, man. He's just a, a guy that says, Look, I know I'm not ever going to be a champion, but I'm just going to go out there and fight legends and make memories and make money. And, and he realizes what this means. It's a huge opportunity for him. I, I don't know. You might have been, you might have taken some grief if you pushed that to the main event. But Cowboy's a very marketable guy. You might have taken some grief. I think you could have pushed Neil Magny and Jeff Neal to the main event. Both guys have, you know, kind of been around the top of the division. I think you could have put them potentially in the main event. They've headlined before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could have even done Diego Fajeda versus Gregor, Gregor Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah. 
you know, that's in, in our rankings, that's number 12 in the world versus number 15 in the world. So I know that both those guys aren't the most marketable names in the division. Yep. They're both kind of quiet. They're both not trash talkers. They're both. You surprised me. I see your pick right now. You surprised me. You went Diego. I did go Diego. I didn't. I was looking at our picks. We actually went pretty, pretty lock and stock. You did Cerrone, right? I did Cerrone. I'm I always. Cerrone. I'm going to pick Cowboy. Regardless. I knew. I knew you. Would. If and you Alex, ever see Alex is super, super tough. I'm just going to throw that Ooh. out there. Now, listen. I'm not going to say that the MMA Roadshow is number one and number two in the in in, in the MMA Junkie picks, and that you but should listen to that us. That would be factual. But it would correct. be factual. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to brag and say it's John Morgan and Cole Coffee number one and two on the entire set. I'm not going to say that. No. No. It you don't be, need it. You it, don't need to say don't, that. Don't need. To. It would be factually correct. It would be. In fact, it would just be information that people might want to know. But I would feel. <laughs> I would feel that people might think I'm bragging. I don't want to yeah, do that. No, I want to do that. No, I'm humble. I'm humble. No. I'm humble. But you did. Uh, but I will say this. That's as, the first pick of ours on this one that 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 differs okay because i was gonna say so as as number one and number two i will say this if you ever look at my fight picks and it's a cowboy cerrone fight you're pick, gonna pick cowboy just skip me <laughs> skip me because you are not getting honest evaluation from me so just skip me um but yeah i did i did go diego fan so so all right so we both went marina rodriguez yes we both went uh did you go cowboy as well i did Respect, respect. I did. I, I did. Well, part of it's because I just I knew that coming in, uh, he was just going to be hungry for something. But you know, right. as we heard, uh, Alex Morona, he's he's just his record doesn't reflect. I think how good he is in those big moments, and I think this is one of those things where he's not he's not going to go in there. He's not going to be, um, you know, shying away about the fact that the guy across him is, you know, a future Hall of Famer in my in my opinion. You right. know. Just for his effort, I mean, and this is the kind of fight that Alex could steer steal away from Cowboy if he if he pushes his face. Just like it's so funny when you hear Cowboy, he's like, you know, if I tell these guys and I know that they're going to come at me those first whatever few minutes and they're going to come hard as hell and they're going to try to because they know I'm a slow starter. That's exactly what I think yeah, he's going to do. But but he's also and he, how about Morono's attitude? So Morono is one of those guys. Morono is one of the biggest fans of the sport. Like yeah. you, like he watches he studies, all the fights. He knows very, everybody. His, yeah, his fight IQ is really good. So he's a big fan of the sport. And so like he loves getting the opportunity to ha have his name associated with guys like this. Yeah. But it's so interesting because as much as he loves it, it's not in some like overly respectful fashion. Like he's not going to go in there and be like, oh, I'm honored to be in the cage with Donald Cerrone. He yeah. says. I'm going in there. I'm going to kill this guy. Like he can have a retirement fight afterwards. Yeah. I was like, damn. Like he's like, oh yeah, no, this is because I was, I was like, hey, it's got to be a huge honor for you to fight a legend like this. He's like, yeah, yeah, huge honor. That's why I'm going to go kill him. You know, I was like, oh, oh. And and you know, I would not be. I mean, I want Cowboy to win just because I know Cowboy is nearing the end of his career. Mm -hmm. So I want him course, to have these man. good moments. Yeah, yeah. But I would not be surprised if Alex if Alex steals that fight. Um, we both took Jeff Neal. We both took Jeff Neal. Which is hard because it's so hard to pick against Neil Magny. But you think about what Jeff Neal went through last time. Now, he got – look, man, he got shown there are levels to this game by yep. Wonderboy Thompson, right? But you think about what he went through, man. He was a couple months removed from that life-threatening infection, right? Yeah. Then on top of that, Safe and the rest of his corner te test positive for COVID the week of his fight. So he doesn't even have his corner for the biggest fight of his life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, and 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 look, he showed his durability. He showed his toughness. Um, this is another one. Would not shock me to see Neil Magny come in here and just yep. be Neil Magny, right? Like Neil Magny just shows these up on the, nights. These are the kind of fights he shows up, right? For. He just shows up, and you're like, damn it, why did yep. I pick against Neil Magny? What an idiot I am. Well, <laughs> I love your technical breakdown and why you, you decided to do it. 
I this is the one this is one of the ones where normally I would pick Magni, but I looked and I was like, Oh, that's right, fuck he's a Fortis MMA. I guess I'll <laughs> I guess I'll just pick it because he's Fortis MMA. You are a big Fortis MMA. I, safe I, I, side I don't, I don't, I don't want Safe to fucking give me grief, you know. Um I you, love you, I love you and safe. safe have your shared interest in firearms. That's normally a discussion <laughs> that you guys have together. Every time so. I see him we're like we're supposed to go shooting and stuff. So fellow firearms enthusiasts. Oh man. So yeah, when I saw that I was like, Oh yeah, fuck yeah, Neil. So, but but he has he legit is a stud, so I don't feel bad just homering out on that particular one but normally if it was if it was magni against uh a slew of anybody else i probably would have picked magni because i know that these are the kind of fights when it's not when it's like there's a title on the line or the title shot but in one of those ones where he needs to show back up to just kind of keep relevant he always shows up yep. and this is one of those fights where he needs to in a sense, show that he's still at the top of the level. So he's going to be coming hard. But Jeff Neal punches so fucking hard, man. And he's, he's so fast. And um, he's just smart, man. It's his time. These are good fights. Diego Fajardo versus Gregor Gillespie. That's where we differ. So I went Diego Fajardo. You went Gregor Gillespie. One, I, nor, I like Dawkins. I like his story. I like everything. Oh, they, shuffled the, Hawes. they shuffled the main card. That's in the prelims now. Which, that's but, a no, great but, fight. I'm, but it's still – that's. I'm just – I'm looking at it's all of our picks oh, here. Okay, okay. So you you chose Dockers on it, and I wow, ended up going a, Hawes. That's a CFFC homer for me. I went just because Hawes was so good the last time that we saw him, and some last time like remember oh, when we we went and dude, saw we, this dude when he was supposed to be on the Ultimate Fighter years ago, and he didn't make the cut for the Ultimate Fighter. Yep. I think it was Ultimate Fighter. We've and been then, following we've been following Hawes' career from from the jump, right? From the absolute jump, and we've seen him get to these moments. And then crumble in, in the moments right. that matter most, right? The Ultimate Fighter, Dana White's Contender Series, right? We've seen it, We've and then we, it and then we saw him show up, and and we started seeing glimpses of where it's like, oh, this is the story because this is the guy that everybody that would be training with him in in the gyms is like, this kid is so fucking good, like nobody wants to go with him, nobody wants to do whatever, and you look at him, he's a fucking specimen, um, and then you look at Dawkins, who's a guy that just sort of he's there's nothing like fantastic about him when you look at him you're just like oh okay he just looks like a big dude that just goes out there and smashes dudes you know but he i love his story he's a, a cop you know he does he does what he needs to do and then he just is like a good personality but i just this is one of those ones i guess i'm just riding off the fact that i thought Hawes was he's coming into his own i i hope or i think not that i really care about either one of those but for the most part we differed on three ones, and and we don't need to break them all down. But the next one, you went to Lima, I went green. I, listen, and we I, were the same on the I, other ones. I, I'll be honest with you, I would take my pick back right now. I went. I, I am not and I don't for the Marie screen fight. Yes, I I w don't mean this is any disrespect to Marcos Rogério de Lima, but he's inconsistent, right? Yep. He's very inconsistent, yep. but he is powerful and he is strong, super powerful. And Maurice Green admitted he even said it. He was like, "I struggle against these bigger, stronger, more powerful guys." And yep. I was like, "You know what? He's just he's a little too big and strong for me, Green." Maurice Green came in. Now he looks lean. I'm anxious to yes. see the weigh-ins. He looks lean. I almost wonder if it's too lean because he's 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 big and tall. Lima didn't look didn't look like crazy big. We, we saw him. We didn't we see didn't, him he didn't in come interviews, but we saw him walk saw by. Him. But Green basically hinted at the fact that he stopped drinking. That he didn't say it in so yeah. many words. But like we've known Maurice Green to have like a beer the night before the fights. And here at the MMA Road Show, we don't judge, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We don't judge. In fact, that gets you on our team more, more than light. Yep. But we also admit that while we have an affinity for frosty beverages, it is not necessarily the fuel for the highest athletic yeah. <laughs> achievement that you can meet. 
Um, and, and, and Maurice Green basically said he changed everything. He dealt with some health issues. And he was like, I don't want to get too far into it, but, like, trust me, I've changed things. I'm healthier than I've ever been. I don't know that that's what it is because I didn't talk to anybody around him, but I definitely got the, the, the idea that what he said was, I stopped drinking. Yeah. And if so, I'm telling you, he seemed focused. So, um, yeah, he seemed like he was dialed in. He even talked about, like, his dieting and how he was getting more. Yeah. Just, he just was being more professional about his career, and he seemed really, really dialed if you, in. If you're on the fence, go watch. And wa- I will say watch the weigh-ins tomorrow morning. Uh, maybe by the time you hear this, it'll already be over or happening. Um because it'll be interesting to see. I think I, I, I'm I'm super interested to see his weigh in tomorrow to see if he physically looks better. Because he said physical transformation, working on weights, you know, working yeah. on packing on strength. Um, but I will say from a you know focus perspective and driven perspective, he seemed he seemed like another level. So I'm I, I might change that. Uh, Angela, well I can't change it, but I might say you know I I, I, I might have thought there's about still changing. Time. It. He know. would he would hate you for it. But yeah, he would. Still probably time. Uh, Angela Hill, yeah yeah. <laughs> Matt Erickson, the poor guy that has to put it together. He loves those last-minute changes. Like, bro, do you, do you understand how complicated the HTML coding is to get this thing done? Uh, Angela Hill versus Amanda Hebus, that kicks off the main card. So, again, I mean, I know this fight card came together on, on late notice, but that main card, to me, six intriguing fights. Then you go to the prelims. Philippe Lins versus Ben Rothwell is on the prelims. You touched on it. Dawkins versus Hall is on there. Ludovic Klein versus Mike Trezano is on there. Uh, Zaruk Adeshev, who is an interesting prospect against Ryan Benoit. That could be great. Tafan Chukwi. I got some CFFC love there as well against Junyong Park. And then Christian Aguilera versus Carlston Harris. So I'm telling you, uh, if you were sleeping on this card, I'm not saying it's the greatest card of all time or anything, but there's names on there that you're going to recognize, and there's some talent on the card. I think it's probably worth uh, you checking out if you were kind of thinking about maybe skipping this one. Again, feel free to watch it on replay. You know, it's on ESPN Plus. You can you can catch the replay. I guess the main card is on ESPN, so you got to either catch that live or or DVR it or whatever. But I mean, the ESPN Plus ones will be ready on demand, so you don't necessarily have to catch it live. But I think there's going to be some fights worth watching. So should be fun. I dig it, man. Should I dig be fun. It. It's so funny because you're right. It, it feels like this card came out of nowhere. Like literally it last literally week, fi- we had no idea who we was had on no. This. I mean, you know, we had we had our schedule page on the yeah. but you never know. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen. Changes. They literally had. And it, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It is so annoying to me that UFC.com and ESPN.com can't keep those schedules up to date. It, and I understand it's all COVID related. It's all everything, but it annoys the piss out of me when we're talking about it's Monday or Tuesday. And we can't. I mean, I get it. And we don't even have a, a schedule and even know who we're seeing. I get it. That, yeah, the the headlining bout was in flux. They were trying to get the Rodriguez Waterson thing filled out fine. Okay, cool. But the rest of the fights are on there. Can you not put the rest of the fights on there? Yeah. Why is there only one fight on there? And I'm sure there's legit. And I'm not picking on the people. I know there's logistical reasons. And, and and there's probably people in the company that pound their head against the wall too and say this is dumb. But I'm just telling you, as a fan, it's annoying as piss. Yeah. So. All right. Well, listen. <sighs> I'm looking forward to that <clears throat> fight of the night there. Hebus mm. Hill. I knew it. Come on, like you as if you come had on. To. That's a no-brainer. And I, I thought you meant Cerrone Morono. Well, that's a good one too. <laughs> 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 All right. Terrible. Uh, listen, Terrible. Make sure Patreon.com/slash/MMA Roadshow. Yes, join get us on over that there. annual. We'll hit plan. up with the, <laughs> the annual plan. You can have all annual the plan. annual you want. <laughs> we'll hit you up with the ten percent uh, discount when you take it to an annual level. <laughs> So ridiculous! I don't know why I got stuck on that, but if it's so funny it in this my far, mind. If you've made it this far, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thanks for listening. Annual, get it?